Hello all of you wonderful people out there, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews, my name is Will. I'm Lee. And I'm Chuck. And this week we are going to be discussing the 2001 film Vanilla Sky, starring Tom Cruise, Penelope Cruz, and Cameron Diaz. And the guy from... Kurt... Kurt Russell. And Kurt Russell, and the guy from Mallrats, who I always forget that guy's name. Really? Yeah, Lee. Help. What's his name? I, I, I only forgot his, his name. name just now because you said that. I know. I just go Brody. <laughs> Brody. Brody. There you go. He's Brody. That's all we need to know. Oh, and Jason Brody from Lee? Rats. <laughs> Jason Lee, yeah. Jason yeah, yeah. Lee. He's okay. A, I, he, he plays I, in a lot of stuff. No, I know he does. Ton. I just, but I just, I, I oh. immediately, mall rats. That's all. That's, that's what I do. Wait a second. Alvin. Did you guys say you never saw a dream catcher? I've never, I've, no, I haven't. I know I have. No way. Oh, such a good movie. Such a good movie. It's a Stephen King. I would I would recommend checking it out. So, much better than The Island. All right. <laughs> so, Chuck chose this movie. However, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know this. Lee has never seen this. This was his first mm-hmm. time through it, which shocks. I could have sworn you and I talked about this like 20 years ago. But we no, didn't, so I'm no, gonna. First of all, I'm gonna open no. with you and say, "What did you think about Vanilla Sky?" Um. So, it, so it's really weird because I, I watched the movie and it was kind of like stuck in my head for a few days, you know, almost, almost as as stuck in my head as as a brand new movie would be. So to me, it's brand new. I know it's been out for you know over 20 years now, which blows my mind that we can say 2001 was over 20 years ago, but here we are. Um, so it's, it's fresh and it, it almost made me want to go talk to like other people as well. Like, Hey, do you ever see that movie Vanilla Sky? You know, cause it's like, that's what's on my mind. And when I, when I watch something and I'm processing, you know, it usually helps me to, to kind of talk about it. That's why we've been doing this podcast, right. you know? So it, it, it's funny to me that, um, that that's just, it's been that long and I just never actually watched it. I, I wanted to. Um, but I just never got around to it and I never really got any like good reviews about it. So I just moved on. And I think, I think the other thing too is back then, you know, it was, there were just a lot of Tom Cruise movies I wasn't watching (laughs) just because of the nature of them. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and my age, I guess. Sure. (laughs) So whatever you watch a lot more than I did. I was a little bit, I mean, aside from blazing saddles and stuff like that. A little bit more sheltered, I guess, at that age when it came down to movies. Um, but anyway, okay, yeah, there was no, there was no big push for me to see this movie. Okay, but what but, were your I overall mean, thoughts on it, though? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Did you hate it? I enjoyed it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you want to elaborate on the enjoyment of what? it? Or <laughs> I guess what I'll get there was we talk about it. Okay. okay. Chuck. I so I I haven't watched this movie in gee, probably fifteen years. It's been a long time. Same. Um and I was like what was the plot all about? I, I know it was kind of twisty and like it was a twisted plot. And then I get to the end of it and I was like, oh, that's right. Like, mm-hmm. I love the fact that that. That the uh, like the uh, the not knowing was still there. Um, 
you know, seeing that there's a lot of people, you know, <laughs> Tilda Swinton in this movie, you know, mm-hmm. she, she's, you know, she's in Avengers, you know, she, you I mean, got, she's in a bunch. <laughs> she's Michael Shannon's in this for like 10 seconds. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like, there's, there was a lot of people in this, in this film and like Jason Lee again, you know, he was on any of the state with Will Smith, you know, back in the day. Oh, wow. Um, you're again, right. He was the so guy was taking Jack- the, he was taking oh. the photography of the yeah. wildlife. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there was a lot of names that we know today that then they weren't names except for the Kurt Russells, the Penelope Cruises, the Tom Cruise and, you know, Cameron Diaz. I mean, Cameron Diaz, you know, I mean, she had like a 10 year span of being famous and then she kind of like died away. Um, Pretty much. And other than that, you know, but just the, the, the psychosis of this movie was planned out so well. And I thought Tom, I think that this is one of Tom Cruise's best performances because he gets out of his normal shell of what he usually does and he plays this role so well. And I was thoroughly impressed with how well he did in this role. Like, it was fantastic. And I want to ask you, Will, being someone who can't stand Tom Cruise, like, you had been saying for a long time that this is one of the movies that you did enjoy him in. Is this the reason why? Just because the way he like he's out of his shell? Yes. Pretty much? Yes. So... Okay. I still like this movie. I'm not going to say that I love it. I still like this movie because I'm much like you. It's been about 15 years since I've seen it. Um, when I did first watch it, I watched it a bunch because I loved this movie for all the reasons you just mentioned. The final act of this movie and the complete mental breakdown of everything that's happening, I think is brilliant. I think it's fantastic. Um, Tom Cruise? who? Tom Cruise in this movie is okay. He's not the best. I'm going to walk that back a little bit. Is this my favorite Tom Cruise movie that I've seen to date? Absolutely. Do I think he does a good job all over the place? No. I think in the beginning stages where it's clear that something mental is happening, I think he falls a lot. I don't think he does very well. I think it takes a little while for you, a little while for you to get over the the pretty boy thing that, that, that that's even going on in this movie. I think it takes a while to get over the whole, well, he's known for like the mission impossible and, and anything else that he did throughout the eighties. And just, it, it takes a minute to not see that. And he still kind of carries that over in the beginning parts of this movie. That being said, the way that it ends when the big reveal does happen, I think he does do very well. I think he did very well there. But everything else leading up to that, I eh, I can I can take it or I can leave it. Um, for example, there were just parts of this movie where he's just really overacting the scene when he's just screaming at nothing, or when he has to act like a drunk, or when he has to act all emotionally distraught. It's just like, eh, you're not really known for that, Tom Cruise. You, it doesn't fit you and. What you're, I, I don't know. That's just, that's how I feel about it. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it at that. that. Like, he does a lot of that though. in like the, the freak out and like Jerry Maguire and stuff like that. So he never does. seen Jerry Maguire. <laughs> You've never <laughs> seen Jerry Maguire. Nope. 
Show me the money. Never seen Jerry Maguire. (laughs) He's in the bathroom on a phone screaming, show me the money. (laughs) So before my my big guy. I think he was in his office. No, he was in the bathroom and he's screaming. Maybe I think maybe I thought he was in the bathroom because he's flipping out. And Cuba Gooding Jr., who he's trying to, you know, recruit to be his manager. He's like, you got to do this for me. You know, it's I think it's hilarious. Um, Yeah, it's ridiculous. the, the, The for talking about, you know, performances, the one performance in this movie that I did not like, and I'm not a fan of her, except for maybe in two or three films. I, I, I wasn't a fan of Cameron Diaz in this film. I think she's the best part of this movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think she's the like best Penelope part of this Cruz's, movie. I, I think like she, Penelope Cruz's way better than Cameron I Diaz. I think Cameron this. Diaz plays the psychotic, jilted lover perfectly. I don't Absolutely think anybody perfect. else could have done that as well as she did. Nope. She was amazing. I agree. I think she was amazing. Even in like his dream state psychosis, she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Easily. So easy. That, easy. So, Cameron so Diaz is the, the best part of this movie. So that is the one question that I have. Okay. <clears throat> so before we get into the whole thing, the company that does all of this stuff that we find out, you know, halfway through the film. Mm-hmm. That, you know, um, L.E., you know, they, they can, they can, you know, they can bring you back to this place in your life and then you can start living there. Very total My, recall. It, ve- oh, yes. Yeah. Very total recall. It is. But total recall doesn't wait until you die to make this happen. You're on <laughs> no. the verge of death. So if you're already dead, how do they bring your conscious to a place of remembering Wherever you want, you're already dead. That's no where idea. that's where Total Recall has it better than this because Total Recall, you're on the verge of it, and they're freezing you. They're taking mm-hmm. that same aspect, but they're you're already dead. So it's not explained in the movie at all how how that happens. I'm assuming that there's some kind of mental image taken during the contract signing that they're talking about. This isn't this isn't Wild Wild West, and that is a man's <laughs> head, where you can flip the head upside down and get the last image from his. No, 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 know, no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying. <laughs> so it's established. It's established in the movie that right before he's about to off himself, he goes and he visits this place, and he says, "I want my life to begin here in my dream state." And they take a picture of his brain, and they say, "Okay, you're good to go." Goodbye. Go do whatever you're gonna do, and then die, and then we'll be there for you. Like that's what I'm assuming happens, right? But mm. if you're dead, <laughs> how? How? You're already dead. Well, they you you, they, you, they, they, you they can't do. suspend them in frozen animation if you're all. It's like it's like it's like if Darth Vader killed Han Solo, what would be the point of freezing him in carbonite? No, he's already dead. You you you. you, you you're already dead. <laughs> sure. I'm not saying that there aren't holes. That's the, that's I agree with you. Big hole of this movie is it's like, okay, we want to preserve your life. So not before you die, but after you die, we're going to do this. Nope. You missed the one big part. I died. <laughs> well, during this commercial, 
that, that well, listen, I'm not going to go through this movie like I normally do. For sake of time, Lee is tired. I'm going to try to condense this as much as I can. Okay? Let's just okay. try it and see how it works out. But during the infomercial that he's watching inside of the apartment with um Penelope Cruz, yeah, Penelope Cruz, the infomercial Sophia. comes on about L, right? And they actually say the words reanimation. Mm-hmm. Like that's that like that's supposed to be a selling point. Like you die, we can bring you back and suspend you until we find cure for death. Like, isn't am I, am I wrong here? Yes, because the option at the end is you can remain here. You can take the red pill or the blue pill. Right. You can remain mm-hmm. here, or, or you can go back and live your life. Sure. You're be living your life x amount of years after the fact. You're already dead. Mm. So they found a cure for death. Sure. <laughs> 150 sure. years later, I believe it. Yeah. No, he is. No, <laughs> he's just there for 150 years. He suspended, he suspended in animation for 150 years. <laughs> but he's already dead. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Yep. That's why that's the one hole. It's like if they were to remake this movie now, it would be right before you die, we suspend you. We're going to postpone death. Well, how do no, we know that didn't happen? Because they show him getting zipped up into a body bag. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. But it's a it's an it's an L body bag. It's not like EMTs are coming. Like the corporation I, came and took his body, so we don't know what they did. And the last time we s- saw and I will remind you, the last time we see him in the movie, he's all pilled up, falling over himself. So I mean But the Sorcerer Supreme tells him <laughs> that you die and this is what happens. We then and we then suspend we freeze you yeah. and then we but you are already dead. It's fine. It's fine. We can overlook. <laughs> I like this movie. I don't love this movie. Will I watch this movie, you know, twice a year? No. I would watch this movie top- again. I would watch this movie again. So would I. Would I watch it six months from now? Probably not. Um, it's still a good movie. But this right here is the biggest plot hole to this entire movie. Okay. Um, because you're dead. You are dead. It, it's not like you're on the verge of it. It's like you're dead. My big problem we with th- this movie is plot points that go absolutely nowhere. There is this subplot in this movie about like the seven dwarves that are his uh, board of directors and they're trying to take over his company. This is something that goes nowhere. There's nowhere. no it, it just it's just like, oh, you died. But before you died, yeah, you resolved everything and you have control over your company and then you pilled yourself to death. That's that's mm. that's the resolution to that story arc. It goes nowhere else other than that. That's my big problem with this movie. And it's like, no, come on, give me something else. Like, I, like for whatever reason, they, and they, maybe, they, maybe they made, my... They made that movie, though. They did make that movie, though. It's called Batman Begins. We're done. <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> that was what happens on the other side that's of my, it. <laughs> that's my big problem with this film. My other big problem with this film, and maybe my memory is just fuzzy, or maybe I've just been through too many to, to, to care about this kind of thing anymore. This movie is way too lovey for me. In in a lot of in a lot of cases. Like you meet a woman once and you immediately like fall head over heels in love to the point where it's like I can't be with her, so I'll kill myself. Come on. Well, th- dude. That's, but that's what makes his character uh. interesting is because up until that point, he was never like that. 
I, and she's I'm supposed the to believe, one that get. Uh, she's the one that gets away. How realistic is this? <laughs> uh, how realistic is that? How realistic is that? It's not. It's not at all. This is this is the dumbest plot. But that's the thing, though, is even in even in the movie, it's not realistic. As we come to find out, so well, it is realistic because it's like at the end of the movie, you have you have a uh, Penelope go in go into his memorial, all teary eyed, and you have tech support going. She never really got over it, and I'm like, no, stop it. This is this is ridiculous. Like this, but he this only is, met her. This, that that plot of the movie is like borderline way too chick flick, chick flick for me. Just a little bit, mm. just a mm. little bit, a little bit. Come on, okay, all right. They, they they did it for one reason and one reason only. They had to show the birthmark. It wasn't for the yeah. mole. I guess so. They're, I guess. That's I, what, I, I guess, guess so. that's what gives it all. That's what gives it all away. But that's but. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, he only meets her once. Once, one time, one time. The rest one of it's time. All fabricated. The rest, yeah. The rest of it's all made up. It's ridiculous. You're that he meets her once. What? Twice. Met Twice. her once. That one, one night. Met her. Met her once, and then saw her again after his accident. Oh, that's right. Okay, like fine. That was seconds. the whole point. For like ten seconds. Eh, can you? But he no, had the one night. It was the whole bar scene. He had the one, but he wasn't really home. with her. He was drunk, and he was dancing by himself. And he's Jason taking shots and tequila were, with the bartender. <laughs> right. Okay. I, I have to ask this question because this is the only thing that drives me nuts about this movie, and I'm going back and I'm I'm still just wondering. Okay, he meets this girl. Um, he's like in love with her. They hang out and spent like this whole like time together. And when he leaves, they're both ecstatic that it seems like they're about to start some type of relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. Even she, like as soon as the door shuts, she starts dancing all around her, her you know, off her couch and, and all that stuff. Right. How long until he sees her again? Well, the What's accident the time happened. Period? The accident happens, and then he says a it had time. been. Hey, oh. The accident happens almost immediately. Then it said right. that he was in a coma for three and a half weeks. Then he spent three and a, a half weeks. Then he spent a couple of months as a complete shut-in before he actually like went out anywhere. So let's okay, say so let, we're talking. Let's say, let's four say months. three months. Three four months. Three four months. <laughs> Why? Um. Why is nobody giving him any type of wiggle room? That's a devastating situation. You basically almost died. Your face was totally torn off and then reconstructed. People are treating him like crap. Like, of course he feels like crap and he's sad. But who's you know, treating him like, like crap, though? His friends. His, his one friend. His friend, okay, His and one her. friend, and her. Why is she treating him like crap? Because he's treating them like crap. Very much so. See, how did? How was he treating them like crap? I didn't see it. All I, all I got out of this was people don't like people who look funny. No. No. He was thinking, he was thinking that his friend was off with her when his friend knew, when Jason knew, when Jason Lee, Brian in the movie, mm -hmm. finds out that you know, David, Tom Cruise, 
likes Sophia, he now thinks that in this four month, five month time frame that these two have hooked up and it's all in his mind and he's now having this massive attitude towards that. Which is what I didn't drives see him the to, attitude. That's what that's but, what that's what the whole uh, argument happens in the bar and then he starts drinking and you know he thinks because he's like, oh you guys you set me up for this. He thinks he's going out on a date with her and she brings him along. Now he's the third wheel in his mind. Right. So yeah, now they, he's they, having, it, it so is, now he's having is, a he's having a six year old meltdown and then gets drunk. It is kind of deceptive. It's kind of deceptive on their part against Tom Cruise. It's deceptive on their part because they're not actually together, right? No, they're together. They okay, they are together. They are well, in his mind, they're together. In his mind, because when they because when they show when they show the two of them embrace, the color is kind of off. So what makes me question mm-hmm. is this in Tom Cruise's mind? Like, is this what he thinks is going on, or is this actually what's going on? Usually, when yeah. filmmakers make decisions like that, like we're gonna do something off color here, or something in black and white, right. or anything, it's right. usually really up for question. That's kind of what happened mm-hmm. there. I like to think that they were together. Yeah, I took it as it was just in Tom Cruise's. In his, he just fabricated it and thought that, and they were just showing what he was thinking. Okay, but fine. there's a huge difference there because there's a huge deal there because the question comes down to he reaches out to her and says, "Let's get together," and she is immediately creeped out by it. Why is she creeped out? She probably just. I'm want, sorry. She probably just doesn't want to tell him died. that. She probably just doesn't want to tell him that she's moved on with her life. Well, then there we go. But that but, I, that's but that's what I mean. It's decept It's deceitful on their part. But he goes into the situation. He's he is acting like a jerk. He shows up with the mask. He refuses to take it off. He won't act like himself. He's getting drunk. He's making a scene. He's making everybody in the party really uncomfortable. Like he got some blame on this, too. And you talk right. about like cutting cutting them some slack. Like, OK, fine. <clears throat> we'll cut you some slack. But how much slack do you really need? Where, where does that end? Am I just going to let you come out with us and act like a fool and embarrass me in public? Because why? I just feel like they were treating him like crap from the, from the get-go. Everybody was treating him like crap. I'm just like, the dude was just in an accident. His face is messed up. And he's like freaking out about it. But then the other question comes down to, is this whole movie about like, you know, having a nice face is all that matters in the world? Well, funny you should say that because, and I'm not going to do the whole thing, but funny you should say that because the first couple of notes I take is this is everything that I hate about a Tom Cruise movie. He's staring at himself in the mirror. He's totally lustful eyes for himself. And he's Mm -hmm. so meticulous about his looks that he has to pluck out one gray hair. And then the whole dream sequence happens. It didn't really happen. He wakes up to Penelope Ford, whatever. And then he wakes up. He does the same thing over again, like when he's actually awake. So I think mm-hmm. you're right. It could be just like vanity. Yeah. Well, of course he's so, rich. He's, you know, he, he, he's the heir to this, you know, massive empire. You know, he's vain big time. You know, he obviously sleeps around with whoever he can get his, you know, his hands on basically. Um, he's using his friend, you know, Cameron Diaz, um, he's not I mean, well. Yeah, he's, four he's, times in one night. He's more using. Um, he's more using Jason Lee in this situation because Jason Lee is the one who brings Penelope Ford to the 
party in the first place. He is clearly like enamored with this woman. He wants to try to make something happen with her. And Tom Cruise is, you know, the jerk who just kind of swings in and like, no, you're not having this one. I'm taking her. So I can I can kind of understand why later on in the club he has kind of feelings towards him about this. Like he's all up like he feels some type right. of way. And, and and Tom Cruise's character in this movie is not making it any better. No. You know. Nope. Right. But I mean, no. I mean to to Cameron Diaz's point though, you know, I mean, once is great, twice Phenomenal. Three times. Four times? She leaves out the four time. She doesn't really explain herself in that moment, not until way later. I don't think mm-hmm. she has time to explain the fourth time because crash. <laughs> Reasons. They, she dies. Sure. She dies. The whole. I, I will say one thing. I am really glad that I did not read the synopsis of this movie before watching it. Hit, hit us with it. Well, I mean, it's, it's it's straightforward. It's like a self-indulgent, self-indulgent and vain publishing magnate yeah. finds his privileged life upended <laughs> after a vehicular accident <laughs> with a resentful lover. So that's pretty spot on. Um, I'm really glad that I walked into it blind and didn't read that. Because if I knew that's what it was about, I would not have been like, okay, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? You know, like, what's it leading to? Like, I honestly walked into this movie knowing nothing about it. And I'm really glad that I did. And I think that's the only reason I enjoyed it. So in the beginning of this movie, the, 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 there are two immediate things that, like, hit me of, like, okay, I could have done without this in the film. And that's how within, mm-hmm. like, five, ten minutes, they do two tease dream sequences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They... Yeah, they do him waking up and it's Penelope Ford telling him to open his eyes when Cruise. in reality, Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz, I apologize. They uh, tell Penelope Cruz, open your eyes. But then it's not Penelope Cruz. It's actually Cameron Diaz who's telling him to open his eyes. And it's a whole dream mm-hmm. thing in the gray hair and blah, blah, blah. Then there's another <sighs> dream sequence of him actually like out in the world and he's driving through New York and he ends up in Times Square and it's just barren. And mm-hmm. Why? Like, why make the decision to do that twice and so close to each other and in a movie where, like, dreams become a pretty big deal in the third act? Like, that, uh, eh. Well, I think, I think the reason is, is mostly to show, like, this guy's a dreamer. Okay. Sure. So, but you, but then you start questioning, like, okay, why are these dreams so vivid? What's really going on? Is this all a dream? When is it happening? There's no way it's just happening when he's just sleeping, because this is like going on for a long time. There's a lot happening here, so it's it's just to throw us off. So there wasn't a consistency with having a bunch of dream sequences because he was actually dreaming later on, Mm -hmm. where he might might have had other dream sequences. You know, that were more just him recognizing they were dreams and waking up from them. But I, I think they did it just to throw us off. Sure. I'm with Lee on that one. Okay. And I, and that's why, again, I'm really glad I just walked into it blind. Okay. Sure. Because I would have expected so much more if uh, if I didn't. Something else they almost immediately start doing in the first act is they do this whole back and forth thing between timelines or between the dream world and the real world. If you really want to get into it, where he's having a conversation with his, uh, his therapist there. Mm-hmm. I hate this guy in this movie. Kurt really? Russell. I'll tell you why. And it's the most ridiculous reason why I don't like him. It's not going to make sense to you. Chuck Lee, you'll understand this. He actually has a line that says, 
I knew a guy once that was a complete loner and then he got married and had kids and now all of a sudden he's different. He once loved John and now he loves Paul. And it's the most ridiculous <laughs> way to say that the difference between being a child and an adult is who what which beetle you love better. I'm sorry. I just think that's stupid. I wanted to punch him in the face. Yeah, I was always more of a George guy myself. <laughs> well, he has two kids. Two daughters. Sure. Mm-hmm. We'll get we'll get he, there. But he can't name them. <laughs> I'm just it. I don't know. Maybe that's just a me thing. It, uh, the therapist thoughts. Yeah, I, I, I love when he says that I have do I have dinner plans with my two daughters. When he says it, I go, "Who says it like that?" They would just say, "Oh, with my daughters." But the way he said two daughters was so thick, it just it seemed sketchy. So then, you know, you get it later on. I love it. He's like, what are their names? <laughs> oh, come on. Like, <laughs> it was so dumb. So in this other reality that we're not supposed to know was a dream yet, he's actually, he's wearing a mask. He refuses to take it off. We find out that he's like on trial or, or going through these murder charges. We don't exactly know what it is. And this therapist is just continuing to hammer the idea home of like, you need to take that mask off. You need to let me in. This has to happen. We have to talk over and over and over again. And it's just like, is this is this actually going to work? Like, I remember when I first watched this movie and I saw all this going on. I'm going to be really honest. I bought into it. I thought it was like two different timelines. And he actually ends up killing somebody because of how like eccentric he became. Or maybe he was just reckless. And like, I didn't see what was going to come at all. That's no. what I was thinking at first. Okay. I'm well, thinking because he, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking we're we're watching the the him having the conversation with Kurt Russell was the present and everything up to that point is him telling the story of which is what's happening. It, that is technically what's happening. But well, they but, hid they hid the whole life ex except or life extension thing. Kind of. They hid it they hid it. They hit it well enough where you weren't focused on it. No. It happens. Right. But you, but it was not something that was so strong, you know, like shoved in your face. Right. We were like, oh, that's interesting. Like, that's just something she's into, blah, blah, blah. Like, they did not make that a big deal. And then when it happened, when it, when it pops up that that's the situation, you go, oh, oh. Yeah, I think that. I think they brought that up before. Yeah, okay, this makes sense. Sure. Like, you, you buy it because it's not just like, eh, whatever, but... You also weren't dwelling on it. Well, you think that Ellie is a person. Well, wait, wait, mm -hmm. that that happens. The, the whole Ellie thing happens way, way later. I actually wanted right. to. I actually. I, I'm not going to do the thing, but I'm, I kind of wanted to go in order a little bit. So we get this whole thing. David's backstory. You know, he fell into this company. He's 51 in percent in control. The, a story that goes nowhere once again. It's one of my main problems, but I'm going to let that go right now. And I'm not really going to bring it up again. Um, he has a birthday party. This is where he meets Sophia. And the two of them basically spend the night together. They do not have sex. They just stay up all night. They're talking about a whole bunch of nonsense. They're having fun with one another. They're completely falling in love, like in these moments. And during their time together in her apartment, the commercial comes on for what is extended life or, or whatever the name of the company is. And mm -hmm. they go through this story about a dog that was frozen inside of a block of ice Benny, that they Benny managed the to bring back to life. Sure. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah? Sure. Yep. That's it. Okay. 
You the next it. morning as he's leaving, we find out that his other lover, the woman that he's just using for sex basically, followed him there. She's not happy about this at all. Has a complete meltdown in the car, which is fantastic. It's the reason why I said Cameron Diaz is the best part of this movie because of her performance right here. Just completely mm. lost her mind in love with this man. Cannot stand that he's doing her like this. Oh my God, you found somebody else. And just basically drives her car off of a bridge. Yep. Basically? Do you believe in God, David? <laughs> she's toast. Yeah, she's dead. She's completely dead. His face is deformed. His arm is broken. We find out that he was in a coma for three and a half weeks. He became a shut-in. And then he makes a decision to go and see, you know, Sophia. They end up in Ellie. a club. Ellie. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> he goes to see Nothing. Sophia. He's still completely enamored with her, despite the fact that he hasn't seen her for four months. And things are really awkward in this bar. We've already talked about all that. All the while, he is drinking. He is just shoving pills down his throat, and he is dancing ridiculously on the dance floor. Yep. Trashed. Crashed. What are you talking about? Him dancing on the, him dancing on the dance floor? Yeah. He's trashed. Oh. He's, yeah, he's absolutely gone. Yeah. He makes things even more uncomfortable. And to Chuck's point about him acting like a jerk, this is one of the reasons why I say, yeah, he's acting like a jerk and he actually kind of gets what he deserves. He tries to no, re- I get it there. He it tries to recreate that. the moment that he met Sophia and he makes a joke and he's referencing the woman that killed herself because of him like right in front of her. Obviously, mm-hmm. she's going to be uncomfortable about this. Yeah. Yep. Why did he even get in the car in the first place? That's a question that I've been asking myself since the first time I saw this movie. Why did you even get in the car in the first place? She's clearly off of her rocker. She followed you there. Lord knows how long she's been parked outside in this woman's apartment just waiting for you to come out. And you're just going to, yeah, okay, I'll get in the car with you. Sure. Yep. Nope. (laughs) Nope, I'm all set. Psycho. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't do it either. Um, let's see. But apparently they're friends outside of being friends with benefits. Apparently they're friends, and he doesn't realize how enamored. Oh, he's she completely is with clueless. Him. He is completely clueless. And and I think that's the that's the thing because she kept on saying this is not a big deal because at one point they were talking about marriage. She goes, "Shut up! You know I don't want to talk about that." Like. She really played it on, you know, played it to him that she had no interest in making anything official. So he just kind of bought it. I mean, you know, we, wow, we will she ask was our wives. clearly lying there. Oh, yeah. She's stalking yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Even in that yeah. moment but, where well, she was like, oh, don't bring up that or else I'll never come over here and bring you chicken soup again. Like, she's clearly mm-hmm. joking. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. If he got down on one knee in that moment, she would be ecstatic. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think it's worth just, killing myself over. <laughs> I don't think anything in this movie is worth killing yourself over. <laughs> but we like, see it twice. I, I oh. love you. Crash. <laughs> not, miles an not, hour just, not just I love you, but she says I love you. And then she slams her head on the horn Says I love you again, and then off bridge. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Yep. Okay. 
Um, they go through a whole. They, this is really difficult. I'm lost. Mm-hmm. Let's not all talk at once. So they go well, off the bridge, and then we it goes back well, to. We're, we're already we're already way past that. We're already way past the bridge. He's already at the at the bar recreating the scene, which is super awkward. And then they start walking back home. Right. Okay, so he's walking back home. home. He passes out on the side of a corner, and he wakes up to Sophia, waking him up, bringing him inside, and immediately they just enter into this relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Odd. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Really weird that she would do that. Kind of makes you raise an eyebrow a little bit. We go back yep. to his shrink who's still trying to get him to open up and still trying to get that mask off of him. Uh, he eventually has surgery. It goes okay. Um, he's distrustful of doctors and then Sophia removes the bandages and life is good. There's a whole lot of love going on until he becomes broken again. He has a nightmare. His face is broken. Um, we see a bunch of glimpses of Sophia who becomes Julia and then swears that she's Sophia and it's this whole back and forth thing, which I really didn't understand why they had to go ahead and do that thing. But then later on happens and whatever. He ties up Julia, who starts laughing at him and mocking him all while he's calling the cops. And she actually tells him, you need to wake up, man. Like, it's the first time that we get something like that. Like mm-hmm. here. I thought it was pretty cool. And again, yeah, Cameron Diaz is fantastic. I can't yeah. believe I'm saying those words. Yeah. I, no, neither shoot. can I. Spot on. <laughs> wow. Not a fan, huh? She. This. I, I think she did okay in parts of these, of, of this film. Like she does, a, she does a good job of being a psycho. Um, but I mean, her overall performance, you know, it, it's not. It's not her, her niche. Her niche is the bimbo. Her niche <laughs> is the, you know, when she plays in a lot of movies, she's always like, you know, something about Mary. Like that's where that or mask is where my head goes to. Or no, you know, no, no, no. Sorry, the mask. Oh boy. Mask was a totally different movie with Eric Stoltz. Here we go. I'm pretty sure whenever when I said Cameron Diaz and Maz, Mask, everybody knew what I was talking about. Unbelievable. Not if you say Cameron Diaz. Yeah. And then, you know, so, and then she tried to be, you know, this action person in, in Charlie's Angels, which just flopped as well, too. Wow. But my night and day. Yeah, again with Tom Cruise. But <laughs> with, with this film, though, I mean... I don't know. I just, I, I think somebody else, could, I don't know who, but I think somebody else could have been the part a little bit better. Um, I just don't see her fitting in with the rest of the cast. She's an outlier with the rest of the cast, in my opinion. I think that's probably why I don't like her. She doesn't fit with the cast. Um, the ensemble is great. I just don't think that she fits with that with that part, which is probably why I don't like her. Um, in these few scenes where she does go, where she has her psychotic breaks, I think she does a good job. Um, but you know, overall, I'm just not a, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan. Not the only break this woman gets. Cause later on when, uh, David is over at the police station, he's presented with a bunch of pictures of Julia with a broken face, just beaten, beaten bloody. It's ridiculous. Um, 
His lawyer is there, again telling him to wake up, only this time there are a bunch of bells going on in the background that they really can't, like the lawyer isn't well, paying attention to, but well, David on, is paying attention on, to a little bit. Go ahead. They're, they're pictures of Julia, but everyone's telling him it's that Sophia. it's Sophia. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he's like, no, 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 this is Julia. I have no idea why this is happening. Because that's the whole plot of the movie. Is the okay? Is the plot of the movie trying to get him to wake up from a dream, or is the plot of the movie showcasing that he's confusing Julia and Sophia? The plot of the movie is Ellie. The this program is supposed to give you this dream state yeah. of uh, of like your fantasy, yeah. and sometimes there is a mess up and it causes nightmares, and you think that he's having a psychotic break left and right through this whole thing that he's mixed that he's actually you know he's seeing he's dating Sophia but he's you know the 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 tragic thing that happened with Julia the is guilt. is is what's playing in the forefront of his mind causing him to see Julia in Sophia so when mm-hmm. he actually sees it he does it again so you know she ends up getting killed twice in the movie um but then what happens is is it's his mind is his subconscious is playing tricks on him. So he's, he's telling everybody, including his best friend, this is Julia. And everyone is like, you've lost it. Like this is Sophia. Right. So now he's having another mental break thinking that, Oh my gosh, I've killed the woman. I truly do love. um, Okay. Which is Sophia. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So his buddy arrives at the police station, Brennan Lee, Mr. Jason Lee, all kinds of upset about what he just did to his girlfriend. You beat her bloody. You hit me. You don't hit a woman. And they basically go their separate ways right after he says, listen, that was a girl I wanted and you took her away. And now you did this. And this is the last time you're going to see me. He goes to a bar Mm -hmm. where there's a mystery man who says you met me on the Internet. And there's an explanation for everything that's happening. What you need to do is calm down and take control over your fears. You can take control over all of us here, even me. And all really he wants to do is for everybody around him to shut up. And that's what everybody in this bar does. And all attention is now on him. All eyes I are like on. how they did that. Yeah, I like how they did yes. it because they didn't just like freeze people. Nope. People, people were just kind of looking at him like, what now, David? Like, like excited, like they weren't like annoyed. They weren't just frozen. They were just like, oh, what would you like now? I love how it was, it was immediate silence. Oh, yeah. Like the hustle and bustle great. is going on. They're, 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 they're talking amongst themselves in this restaurant. The music is playing in this background. And it's like, I just want everybody to shut up. Very Truman Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing about the Truman Show is in Truman Show, when that happens, the score is still going on. So you know it's still mm-hmm. a movie here. Everything right. stops. Right. It's dead silence. And I really like, right. yeah. And I really yeah. love that. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> and the last words mm-hmm. before David leaves this bar is you and I signed a contract. Like, mm-hmm. okay. So, okay. Late in the. Not laying it on thick, but definitely what, what is happening here. Um, yeah, we still don't know. In this part of the movie, we still don't know what's going on. The, the, Who this oh, guy is. This is the first time we get to see him, yeah. really. You know, yeah. what's well, he talking about? I mean, we, we, saw, we saw him a few times, but I think we saw him once before in the background. Yeah. Yeah. When he was going in for his surgery yes. to fix his face. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was in the background. He was there. And he started singing What If God Was One Of Us by Alanis Morissette. What if God was one of us? Wait, that was Alanis Morissette? Yes. Tom Cruise was singing it. No, it was Tom Cruise. Wow. Alanis Morissette. I think Alanis Morissette wrote it. Prince covered it. If anybody, if any, if anybody did it before Alanis Morissette, I'll be. Sh- no, no, that, sorry, that's Joan Osborne. That's not Alanis Morissette. When did Joan Osborne do it? Joan Osborne. Because Jagged did Little it. Pill came out in what ninety five. Yeah, and that was not on Jagged Little Pill. Um, I really. Uh, Joan Osborne, nineteen ninety five. Okay. One of us. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Alanis Morissette? No, not at all. I swear to God it was. No, just just another 90s girl. That's, that's it. I mean, people covered it afterwards, but and yes, Prince did it a year later, but... I mean, other people did, but no, not... Alanis Morissette was one of my favorites from the 90s. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't listen to her because every time I tried to, my head would explode. Didn't she do the opening theme for Dawson's Creek? Wasn't no. that her? No, that was the armpit hair lady. The armpit hair lady. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it was Lennis Morissette. No, everybody did. If if it was a if it was a white woman singing, like, you oh, know, wow. alternative whatever in the nineties, we all just assumed it was Lannis Morissette. You're right. John Osborne, wow. I didn't know that. I always thought that was a Lannis Morissette. Like forever. Huh. Wow. And what were you saying about Alanis Morissette, Chuck? She was your favorite singer in the 90s? I, I was being facetious. Oh, okay. I thought you were being <laughs> serious there for a moment. I, I, I barely know a song from I mean, her. The, I, I mean, there's who... nothing wrong with liking Alanis Morissette except for, you know, the potential of your head exploding, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, could, it could happen. <laughs> Just the potential... <laughs> I like Alanis Morissette. Yeah. I mean, Ben Affleck would know a thing or two about that, wouldn't he? Not anymore. (laughs) It's ridiculous. It's because his head exploded. It's ridiculous. What's all this over here? Why is that guy's head missing? (laughs) (laughs) Boop. (laughs) Meep. Anyways. We go back to him and his shrink, and his shrink is now laying it on pretty thick, diving into this whole thing that's going on in David's life. What's the difference between dreams and reality? It was basically the question that he poses. Um, back in, in his dream world, I guess I'm just going to call it from now on, uh, David returns home. He starts going through everything, all the photos and the pictures, the drawings, almost everything that he could get his hands on, and all of the evidence is pointing to Sophia is Julia. Yeah? Why? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Julia comes out of nowhere and attacks him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Smacks him mm-hmm. in the head with a book. Kicks him a couple of times while he's down. And then kneels yeah. down and very lovingly says, I thought you were a vandal. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. fantastic in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, Chuck. Yes. It's painful yes. to hear you say that. Mm. <laughs> She's amazing. Has, she is amazing here. Are you serious? She has, her, she has her she has her moments, 
This was fantastic. She attacks him just the way that she kneels down. It's the scariest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like definition. Like I I I'm not gonna say that. I am gonna say Psychotic. it. I believe 100 percent that this is what an abusive relationship with <laughs> with Cameron Diaz would look like. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hit me a couple of times and then kneel down lovingly and and lie to me. I believe this 100 <laughs> percent. It's fantastic. <laughs> she goes into the bathroom and then turns right back into Sophia all over again. And he does not care at all. At all. The two of them start having sex. He asks her, where were you? Oh, it doesn't matter. And then during sex, mid-thrust, she turns right back into Julia all over again and starts openly mm. mocking him. I can't. I don't think I can handle how powerful you are. Oh, my God. She's laughing at him the whole time. It is ridiculous. Cameron Diaz is awesome. I love this. (laughs) Say something (laughs) negative about it. (laughs) Okay, she does. I tell you, like I said, she does good in certain parts of this film. Oh man, I loved this. I loved this. Oh my god! And then you know what it could be. You know what it could be. She has a giant mouth. Uh, you know what? Wow. I'm pretty sure. I'm, pretty I'm sure. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. So now we have we have hands. We have mouth. Who else were you making fun of a few weeks ago? That wasn't me. It was you guys no. talking about mommy's boys. Oh mom. yeah, mommy's boy with her fingers. fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put me in the oh, mix of that. Oh man. Hey, listen. You started it. With Uma, with Uma Thurman's hands, this is all you. You started I have thought it. that for years now. That's that exactly. Has, since before I was even part of this podcast, I have always saying. thought that, you know, Anyways. it's like when Uma Thurman was in Kill Bill and she poked her way through the coffin up. When she poked her finger through, her hand was still in the coffin as her finger actually caught light. Unbelievable. 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 Wiggle your massively large toe. <laughs> <laughs> listen <coughs> listen we're gonna leave Tarantino and his foot fetish alone alright this is not the time or place feet 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 <laughs> anyways so like I said like I said they're in the bed they're doing the do <laughs> and she's Julia all over again laughing at him all while this is going on David decides now would be a good time to begin to smother this woman with a pillow <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this and I'm like, what is this? Like, what? Like, you're in the. Yes. Like, what? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Like, imagine when it's all done and you're him and you're like, crap. Like, we, we were. <laughs> Uh, with with this being a like a, a family friendly podcast, the one question that went through my mind was: Was he still doing it while oh, yeah. he killed her? Oh yes! Oh yes! Oh yes! There is thrusting a happening while this smothering is. I mean, it is a thing. Right, but is is it? Was, I don't know. What, I don't well, know. When she died. I'm not asking he... those questions. <laughs> those questions, I'm not asking. 
But what but I'm saying he, But is, he's in the and, middle and of it. You have to now, ask that question. Now, hang like, on, hang on. There, there's, there's a little bit more going on here because all, while all this is going on, we, the audience, are being bombarded with jumbled up jargon flashback of what I'm guessing is his life and everything that led up to this moment where he's killing this woman. Sure. M- keep in mind that this is all happening in his head. This isn't really happening. We don't now, know that yet. No, we don't know that yet. Well, we, we, we have an idea, but we don't know that yet. We know something weird is going on because that's all, that's Sophia all keeps jumping back and forth between being Penelope Cruz and Cameron Diaz for whatever reason. Right. And then, and then she's dead. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. And he, and and he, he moves his hand and he sees uh, a birthmark, birthmark that Cameron Diaz Mold. does not have, but Penelope Cruz does and freaks out. We we see nothing else. We don't see a body. We just see him running, awkwardly running. Tom Cruise in this movie runs you, really weird. But anyways, do you think do you think Ben Stiller would have gone after her if if he knew that she was like this? Wow. <laughs> you remember when when wow. Ben Stiller pretended to be Tom Cruise on Celebrity Jeopardy? It was actually pretty spot on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that whole thing happens. He runs out. All right. And then back with a shrink and a shrink lays on the line. Subconscious is a powerful thing. And then he takes his leave. And then for some reason, that same infomercial that he was watching earlier in Cameron Diaz's apartment, Cameron Diaz, Penelope Cruz's apartment comes on. Sophia's. And Sophia. Sure. I'm all over the place right now. <laughs> that thing comes back. This is the weirdest podcast we've ever done. That thing comes back on, uh. and he immediately begins to freak out. He knows exactly what's going on. And even though he's supposed to be in prison, even though that's what's supposed to be happening right now, he is in prison for murder. They march him mm-hmm. out of there and march him straight to the facility called Life Extension. Mm-hmm. And we get the yep. whole rundown. Because that happens. That, yep. that happens all the time. And they call it suspended hibernation. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. After you die, mm-hmm. I don't not think, before you die. Listen, after you die, listen. I don't think that I don't think that that matters. <laughs> well, obviously in this movie it doesn't. matter. It doesn't matter in this you, movie. If you want, it, in this movie it doesn't matter. But if you want to make a good plot line, it should. Well, <laughs> the, the idea is it's, about it's like what, what would you have preferred? Him call the place up. Hey, I just took a whole bunch of pills. Get here quick. Actually, that would have been a lot better. <laughs> You basically <laughs> did. No, that's why. They, that's why they say quick. You know, you cut your finger off quick. Put it on ice. Put it you on, know? Yeah, yeah. Sure. But cutting your finger off and putting it on ice is a slightly different scenario than ending your life being zipped up in a body bag, being dead for who knows how long, and eh. then it was being a life. Re-animated. Listen, listen. It was a life extension body bag. There's a difference. <laughs> Okay. It was. Mm-hmm. The body bag said life extension uh-huh. on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> After you die, we're going to extend it. Sure. Yeah, I don't and, they, and they do that. And they get into the whole thing about lucid dream. And it's basically a living dream, which is total recall. It's straight up total recall at, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, slowly, David, he begins to figure out exactly everything that's happening. And he starts screaming at the top of his lungs for tech support. I never laughed harder. I haven't laughed this hard in a long time. Watching Tom Cruise 
in his face and the prosthetic that he has on and like one limp gimp arm and he's just in the middle of this empty lobby screaming for tech support. It's hysterical. I thought it was funny. Yep. I thought it was absolutely hysterical. So he's greeted by the man again from the bar from earlier and says, yeah, we first met 150 years ago and I'm here to support you and blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, sure. He picked the moment that he passed out as his pickup point. Like, I, I want to remember everything from here. I want to remember nothing else. Um, he managed to get his company back. He's, you know, still long for Sophia, but things didn't end up working out. He couldn't deal with the headaches and the pain of being alone. So he found life extension and then signed his contract, went home, down a whole bunch of pills and went into a cryo chamber. Mm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, so, so here, so here's my, so here's my question. <clears throat> it took 150 years to live out what? Four months of his life. Well, yeah, really? Is that how you, is that how you're looking at it? That's okay. It's been 150 years, and he went from this botched experience at the club <laughs> to a few months later, he kills her. <clears throat> Usually, in dreams, or in Neverland, or in anything like that, the time that, uh, that you could have weeks and months in the matter of moments. In this, he has... Usually, the time extended in this dream state is longer feeling than what actually took place in real life in this that, movie that, it this, was the other this, way around this all depends on what neverland you're talking about be be more specific I'm, okay <laughs> not michael jackson <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh Macaulay Culkin's not part of this podcast. no I'm not I'm not talking about Macaulay Culkin come on <laughs> No, but usually in a dream sequence or a dream state or so, like even in Inception, the when they're in their dream state, what's this this period of time takes longer than what is than the time elapsed in real life. In this case, real life is 150 years, and the time elapsed is a couple months. Well, we don't know that. It's, to be to be honest, we don't know that. The way that I like to look at it is, she's just it's it's. <laughs> okay, okay so hold on, hold on, hold on. You say you don't know that. Even if a year went by, let's say 10 years went by in his dream state. In real life, it's been 150 years. Yeah. Okay. So either way, the dream sequence is still drastically shorter than that of real life. Hmm. I think you're making a mistake here in comparing dream time to real life time. I don't think you can do that. I personally don't think you can do that, especially in this movie. But it's, they, it's mm. not. It's not because it's not something that's established. It is established. What? They specifically what, say that he's been dead for 150 years. Yes, but you do not know how much time he actually spent in dream time. Immediately until that point, he's immediately put into it, and then. True, but is this just another cycle of of dreams? Because That's we might only be we might only be seeing one dream, you know, that ended up being a pretty bad one, but there might have been others. No, they say that you are you you give a specific time frame. You are allowed uh-huh. to create it from this point on, and then yes. you live that life. Okay, yes. so he's lived mm-hmm. that life. 
<clears throat> he he orchestrated what dream he wanted based upon a movie or a song or an album, etc. And he then they go into and that is your life and you decide how you exit said life. Filling in the gaps is not something that's established. Mm-mm. Which is a problem way, with this movie. It is. A, it, I'm not either, saying it's not a. It is a problem with this movie. Either way, it's been. It's been 150 years. real years. Right. I don't think you can so, take that and try to figure out how much time he spent actually dreaming. From the mm. moment that he died and sure. they brought him in, sure. they is suspended him in animation, and they start. They in they. They plug him in. Now they, it's not like in the in the Matrix where real life and the Matrix are simultaneously they're in time together. Exactly. The, so as you're aging in the Matrix, you're aging in real life. Obviously but in the, the Matrix, in the Matrix, that is established. In a in Inception, that is established. Like the, the was, time time differentiation time the time differential between the two is established in the movies like that. It's not done here. But it is. It's the it's the sense of okay, we're we're watching his life come out, and oh, you've lived a few months, but in reality, it's been 150 years. How do you so know it's been ex- a few months? Because he goes from dating her, even if it's been a few years. How do you know? But how do you how do you know this? Because. From the time that he gets, that he, you know, wakes up to Sophia waking him up until he kills her. You don't know how long that is to him. Even if it's 25 years. But that's my point. That's my point. You went from, it's been a couple of months to it's been a year to maybe it was 10 years. Now maybe it's 20. No, no, I said even if it's, I get that. But what I'm trying to say is the time frame that he's in there for, it feels right. Typically, when you're in a dream state or if you're in a place like that, it feels like you're there for weeks and you come out of it and it's only been moments. Right. Or it feels like it's been years and it's only been a day. Yeah. In this, it feels like it's only been a year, but really it's been 150. The, it's, 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 it's reversed and it doesn't make sense. So he's been in this dream state for what could be you know, a few months of his life, but really in real life, it's generations years. Have, generations has gone by. Sure. Mm. But I'm, I'm, I still maintain that unless it's established or any type of time measurement, there's none of that. If there should be, there absolutely should be. I would have appreciated it, but there's not. So it's like, okay. So and- even if they said, so even if they said 10 years later, Okay, if they so did that so when he was in the dream later. world, I would have appreciated that more than what they did. Still, 10 years later, okay. 10 years and his dream goes by, still is, does not match the fact that it's been 150 years in real life. Even if it's been 10 years, but they don't age in the movie. So it's not like time went on for, it's not like time went on for a long, long time. It's going to be at least a year or minimum, like maximum a year. It's not a long time. <clears throat> But this, 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 this segment of his life is playing, takes 150 actual years to play this little segment of his life in his dream. Um, it's, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. 
it's eh, yeah you 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 you're right it's here. It's tough. Anyways, so he's you know put on the ice and he's there now. Um, his buddy who we saw earlier in the film, he threw a three day memorial service for him. Sophia actually shows up. She's devastated. I don't know why she's devastated for for whatever reason, because the narrator right here is saying, yeah, Sophia never really got over it because she never forgot that night that you two shared either. But it's like, wait a minute, we just saw this whole bar sequence where she was completely freaked out. So what are you talking about? How is she devastated now? Yeah. No. Yeah. What might have been? Yeah. What might have been? Okay, sure. Um, David is now on a roof. And he has a decision to make. He can either continue in the dream world or he can return to the real world. If he returns to the real world, his face and arm will get fixed, but his finances aren't really going to last all that long, so he has to make a choice. I like how they break the fourth wall here because the guy says, a panel, of, a panel of observers are waiting your choice. And it's basically us, the mm -hmm. audience. I actually kind of like right. that. I like when movies do things like that. I think it's cool. Um, yeah. His shrink shows back up, a figment of his imagination who's all of a sudden trying to fight for his survival, but he comes to the realization that he's not real when he figures out he can't, he doesn't know his kids' names. But he's um, supposed to be that way. Sure. And then uh, David basically chooses, I'm going back to the real world. He says his goodbyes. He says his goodbyes to Sophia. He jumps off the roof, and the film ends with another woman telling him to open his eyes. Yep. Okay. I love the twist at the end of the movie. <laughs> the twist is fantastic. It is. I th it the is. Movie, the movie overall is, I, I like the movie overall. A lot of holes. The is, there's a lot of holes. A lot of holes. Um, but movies like this weren't really done. They're doing, they've been, since this movie, they've done way more of them since then. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I mean, Matrix was one of the, you know, well, the Matrix came up like two years before this, so yeah, like right before this, yeah. Um, so that's why it's the whole red pill versus blue pill. You know, take the red pill and yeah, you know, continue down the rabbit hole, or you know, or take the blue pill and you know. I think I think the whole thing about the dream sequence and 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 that whole I think Total Recall did it way better. Mm. But because you weren't dead, <laughs> that's the only thing. True. The fact that the fact that they that's the only the whole dream sequence part. The fact that they don't tell you that they do a great job at leaving you know little breadcrumbs that you're like I you you think you're getting it, but you're not fully getting it. But you're gonna get it, and you're and you think it's one thing. And is he having a psychotic break? And, they keep you guessing all the way up until the end, till the yeah. third act, and they do a great job at that. Yes, um, you really truly think that he's losing his mind, and he really did kill Sophia, thinking that it was Julia. Mm -hmm. That people have done that in real life. It, 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 mm -hmm. it, it's a crazy, mm -hmm. it's a crazy thing. However, the and I, I maintain it. The only part that really just gets me is I watched it, and I'm like, he died. How can this movie continue? He died. He died. He he died. It, he died. Beef, beef, like if we if if they did it where okay before you die like right before you die we put you on ice and you're good and we 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 suspend you in you know in in frozen animation and we're gonna continue from that point on. Fantastic. 
I guess it, it depends on how long he was laying there before Extended Life actually showed up and zipped him up. I don't, it doesn't matter. If you're dead for a minute or you're dead for an hour, you're still dead. <laughs> well, no, because, I mean, they can revive people who, you know, suffer drug overdoses. This is true. Hell, if you, if you, if you drop from a heart attack right now, you could lay there for not a long time, but a little while before somebody would have to find you and, oh, uh, we got to do something. Like, the chances of life are still... Now, if it's brain death... Oh, totally different story. You're dead, dead. Like, brain death right. is dead, 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 dead. Everything else, you can, you know, be brought back within a reasonable amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he... <laughs> I know. You was put mm-hmm. into a body bag. <laughs> a, a life extension body bag. I'm maintaining yes. this. <laughs> That's key. This is not the hospital or the regular EMTs that are showing up. To z- this is not the undertaker or the morgue coming to get you. This is this is a company that you've hired to come and get you. So I'm assuming they're gonna do something. I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up real quick. Give me one sec. Because <laughs> this is the. I'm sorry. It does life. Extension wait <laughs> until you die before oh they man suspend what 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 are you googling you in frozen animation what is happening what is happening Shush. <laughs> you're gonna come across you're gonna come across some really weird Reddit post about this movie. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh my god. Mm. But oh, mm-hmm. you look that up and you get back to us. I'm ready Next to go. Time. Lee's crashing. You're going down weird rabbit holes on Reddit, so we're going to call it (laughs) until next time to be continued. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. In the movie Vanilla Sky, David is cryo-preservation frozen after his death. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. By life extension. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Yeah. Okay, he's dead. You've established this. He's dead. (laughs) That's no new information. No, none. But that. (laughs) Thank you, thank you for the extra three minutes that we need to spend talking about this. I get that, but he's when you're dead, you can't be reanimated. You're of course you can. Okay, okay. It's it's a (laughs) sci-fi movie. If anything can happen in sci-fi, that's true. We've seen worse. We've seen, we have, especially we have? with Tom Cruise. We, 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 what, a year before this or after, whenever Minority Report, we got precogs that are telling the future. Come on. No, that yeah, that but was but the following not, year. But that but makes there, sense. There you go. That, that makes that sense. Makes, so, that, so, that so, makes so, sense. So, so, it's okay for a sci-fi movie to tell the future, but it's not okay when they want to reanimate the dead. You ever seen any, any zombie movie? <laughs> But he's not a zombie. It's he's dead. That's debatable. No, it's not. <laughs> what is a zombie? Jason St- Jason Statham fell out of a plane and bounced off of a car in a movie once and lived. 
Jason Statham is indestructible <laughs> in every movie he plays in. Come on. Come on. We, we've watched movies where Bruce Willis has jumped out of burning buildings. Nothing. He got shot out of a mm-hmm. manhole and lived. But you have a problem. <laughs> he jumped off of a jet and slid between pieces of highway. Okay, but that stuff could happen. No, it couldn't. <laughs> No, it couldn't. Okay, but there's there's a finite line though between uh, there is there's a story of a guy who went skydiving. He he jumped what five six thousand feet, hit the ground because his parachute didn't open up, and he lived. Real life story. Stuff sure. like that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Life extension. But <laughs> being frozen <laughs> basically in carbonite to, yeah. to preserve your life to Han preserve Solo. to preserve your life after you die. Life extension. You you you, you, you kind of make you kind of miss the part of you want to extend the life. They're called before they life die. extension. <laughs> they actually show it on the presentation. You live, you die. We can bring you back. <laughs> you don't remember so that? Like they have the whole panel in front of them, and it shows this guy, and he gets old, and he old, and he, his eyes are open, and then all of a sudden his eyes are closed, and then it goes backwards, and it's like here's your point where you choose, and it's like we can bring you back right there. We 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 have the power to do this. <laughs> we have the power. as long as you can afford it, we can bring you back. Yes, alive. yes, exactly, mm. exactly. <laughs> what is the price of immortality? Exactly. <laughs> he can afford it. There you go. All right. Is Walt All Disney right. still frozen? I think it's just his head. Yeah, right? it's just his, yeah, it's his head. So, you know, which means <laughs> one day, if you fl- if you anyways, flip it upside down, you're gonna see his last vision. We're, we're done. Because <laughs> it's a man's. Head. We're done. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs> Have a great see you night, later. Guys. <laughs>